Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not that being dilly. Don't go wrong with Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, your mom's closet, and basically anywhere you guys get a podcast. Now, we have something special. We have something unique. We have something different because it's not just Paul doing the intro, as Paul typically says. Well, he's doing the intro. We have a very special episode. Um, It's a topical episode. It is not an interview. And not only is it just me in the studio, but I also have Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you? Hello, everyone. I am doing well. Paul, how about you? I'm doing I'm doing awesome. This is so much fun because normally it's me doing the intro and then putting on a pre-recorded interview that we did <laughs> three months ago. But uh, And we also have Rob in the studio. Rob, how are you? I am not Rob. I'm Lob. Lob. Remember, we're, we're, Lob. we're disguising my yep. name for the purposes of this talk. Now, so we... We've been racking our brains because MF Uncensored was originally created as supposed to be like an after hours, after the podcast show. And we will be honest, there are times where we record for like an hour and a half on a Friday at nine o'clock. And then at the end of it, my my signature catchphrase, which I don't know why is on a t-shirt at this point, is get out of my house. Yeah. But so we wanted to, we, we had an idea for a show and we really wanted to, and this was Rob's idea and we, and, and it was a good one and it just kind of resonated with all of us because it is a perfect topic for an MF Uncensored episode because it's not really a superhero topic. It's not a movie topic. Nope. nope. For that, you can see Multiverse Fancast or the Cinematic Adventures podcast, but topic. it is a wife topic life topic (laughs) a life topic (laughs) a wife life topic but we are going to be talking a little bit about marriage and love and relationships if you guys listen to ronnie and i we talked about uh new year's resolutions are bullshit that was one of our favorite episodes to do Mm. and a lot of people responded very well to it so we wanted to do another topical episode and what better and rob was one that pointed this out we're all in different stages of our lives right now for the fact that we've been friends for years so like you know we've all known yep. each other i'll even be honest rob and his family were some of the biggest supporters when we first started podcasting and they're, they're the reason that we really got a good head start with equipment and we're not using that blue yeti microphone that's sitting <laughs> right next there. to us right now you know so we we've known each other for right. years and we've seen different dynamics shift with our friendships and our own personal relationships you know, it went from Ronnie and I being being bachelors mm-hmm. when we first started and Rob being married, you know, I don't even know. Six years ago, you were married for how long, Rob? Six years ago? Yeah. Uh, 19. Yeah. So like a long time. And then, you know, Ronnie and I have a unique perspective where we experienced a lot of each other's relationships for, for most of our lives mm-hmm. because we've been friends for so long. You know, best men at each other's weddings, along with Sean from Cinematic Adventures. I kind of wish he was here as the one bachelor yeah. left <laughs> yeah, in our right. room. Last man standing. But, you Tim know, Allen, that's a great show. Great show. <laughs> but See, I think of the Bruce Willis movie, Last Man Standing, the Western. Mm. And this is why our podcast is all sorts <laughs> of weird ways tonight. But, you know, for me and Ronnie, we... we you know, I'll, I'll always say that Ronnie was always there when I, whenever I was seeing somebody, it was always Ronnie whose opinion I, I valued the most. And, you know, Ronnie and I saw each other through ba- breakups and new girlfriends and new mm-hmm. relationships. So this is going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. And I'm really excited because you've got Rob who brings a lot of perspective and a lot of 
Well, no. I, perspective. Hold, I didn't say no. wisdom. I was going to no, say wisdom. I wasn't going to say even perspective. <laughs> just the only thing I can fully claim is experience. I was going to say, he's got the most experience. <laughs> yes. I did things wrong. Is what I, was <laughs> I did more things there's, wrong there's, than there's, you guys have. There's a reason that we didn't invite my wife onto this show because she would have a different take on perspective. See, that would have been great perspective. if all of our wives were here Not going to lie. I do want to do a part two where the wives have a conversation. <laughs> yes. But, so, I think most of their conversation would about us would be them just rolling their eyes, shaking their heads, and <laughs> looking at the floor you guys know this is not video they can't see you rolling your eyes at us <laughs> they haven't said a word in 32 minutes but it's so highest rated all, podcast meanwhile all the wives are sitting there going mm-hmm yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. so before we get started though a couple of house cleaning things number one first and foremost if you guys are looking for more of our content please check out our website themisfitfaction.com there you'll find links to not only all of our other podcasts including the multiverse fancast mf uncensored and cinematic adventures but you'll also find links to Rob's articles, my half-assed articles. You'll also find links to our store, guys. Ronnie does a lot of work on the store. He's constantly trying to improve it and trying to find new products for us. We have a brand new MF Uncensored sweatshirt that just went live. Obviously, we're in the springtime where it's going to be bonfires and beer weather and wearing a sweatshirt outside. So check it out. We would love for you guys to pick up yours. I just put, I placed my order t- tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I ordered it today, but so make sure you guys check that out. We have a ton of stuff on At the on time there. of recording. This At the time of recording, yes. <laughs> I've ordered it already now that you're listening to it. Now, also, if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast, don't forget, we have a sponsorship program for you guys, an affiliate program. If you guys are looking to start your own show, if you guys go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, there you'll find a link to us and you'll get a... I think a whole month of podcasting for free. Podcasting is not cheap. So if you guys are looking to start your own show and you don't know how to get started, reach out to us, use our link and uh, get started. And we're always looking for new shows to add to our network. Or if you guys have your own business or online service that you guys offer, if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get $100 of free advertising. A thank you from us to all of our loyal listeners. And of course, I cannot start a podcast. I will never do a podcast without mentioning Raise Energy. Ronnie? What are your thoughts on Ray's energy off the cuff? Well, it gets me going in the morning and when I'm feeling a little tired. You know, they have a lot of different flavors that, you know, some are good, some are bad, just like with any energy drink. But the best thing about it is the fact that there's no sugar added to them. So there's no like crash that you get or anything like which which is a positive because a lot of the energy drinks you get them and they work for like a couple hours then all of a sudden you're like dead tired while this one it doesn't but i i love rays their parent company rep sports has a lot of great stuff as well you know they do your a lot of like your nutritional stuff you know protein powders weight helping with weight loss they do they have like a sleep drink that you can take and i like the hyper sleep i I actually do the hyper sleep so just so you guys know i'm actually wearing a a rays energy sport at the second uh shirt and I just took a picture of it. at the t- When I release this episode, I'm going to release the picture of it on Twitter. Do it. You won't. On Twitter. Twitter.com slash Misfit Faction. Boom. Check. Yeah, follow us. But if you guys uh, are enjoying our uh, show and enjoying, want to try out Raise Energy, go to RepSports.com and at checkout, enter the code, I believe, Misfit89, because that's what your Ronnie was born. You and, know uh, it. You'll get a, a discount at checkoff, uh, checkout. Excuse me. Yes. So make sure you guys check that out. We get stuff every month from them, and yep. we are big supporters of <laughs> Rep Sports and Race Energy. So now we are we're going to jump into topics because no no commercial break, no uh, 
change into the interview. So we're going to talk about, first and foremost, we're going to tell you guys where we're at in our lives with our significant others. So let's start with the most seasoned... Experienced? Is that the best? Experienced. Se- season. Well, what season. kind of season are we talking about? Paprika. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah, and heavy D up in this limousine. <laughs> We're going to start with Rob. So, Rob, tell us a little bit sure. about. So, Lauren. Uh, am I allowed to say her name? Absolutely. Sure, Lauren. Lauren. She's not Everyone, else, everyone else knows she our wives. Listen. Hi, Lauren. Um, so, she and I, we met in college, and which was good and bad. Because we met so young, you know, it, it's really difficult when you meet the person you want to spend the rest of your life with when you're so young because you don't really know who you are. And then when you get married young, you're trying to figure out who you are as well as with, the, you know, and marriage is hard enough. Marriage marriage is probably the hardest job I've ever had in my life. And I don't say that derogatorily. I, I mean, because it's something you literally have to work at all the time. And so when we got married, I was 23. When I got married, yeah, can you imagine doing that at 23 now? now you know, because that for you guys that would have been almost 10 years ago, right? Yeah, just about, yeah. Yeah, and, and so I, I've been married. We we married a year out of college, and we dated for two years, and we're engaged for a year. So you know, we we were together. We've been together now. Married, it'll be 25 years this June, but it'll be 28 years together, milestone. all of us. Yeah, it's it's a lot, and and it's 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 nice because we you know we're still it, it is good too in the sense that we're still very young, and so as a result of us trying to figure out who we were so young, it formed like a really really strong solid foundation because the two of us were so stubborn that we were like I'm not leaving you, you know you're going to leave first, and like we were that. <laughs> You know, and yeah. yeah, we were that close to one another. So, you know, because there were so many times where, you know, marriage is hard. There's so many times you do want to call it quits over the years. But, you you know, I was saying this to someone today that love is, is literally, a, it's not a feeling. It's a choice. You know, you wake up in the morning and you look at your significant other and you're like, I don't feel love right now because, you know, she kept me up all night snoring and I don't feel it. But I'm going to choose to love her because I've made that commitment. So it's it's yeah, we've been together 28 years. And so it's I have a lot of perspective, I guess, and a lot of experience with it. And I've I've you know, the things I believed in the first and second year, I, I really don't believe now anymore. And that's, I think, for the better. I. I've been lucky in the sense that every year has been better than the previous mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So it's funny you, you mentioned the first and second year because Ronnie and I are are at that point. Yeah. Melanie and I, producer Melanie, Bibliophiles Assemble Memily, if you guys are on Instagram. Did you just call her me- Memily? No, no, Melanie. <laughs> Producer Melanie. It, it, sound, it, it sounded like, like Memily. I, I, roll, I, roll, <laughs> yeah. I rolled into it too much. But Melanie and I have been together for about four years, mm-hmm. just about. I knew six months in that I wanted to marry her. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I got the ring within that time, and I knew that this was the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And I, and I do agree. It is a choice. It is completely a choice. I also do believe that Melanie and I were always – the universe meant for us to to get together. We, It's funny when Melanie and I talk about our relationship because there were times where her and I interacted and didn't even realize who oh, – yeah. like, like here's an example. For those of you guys who don't know, Ronnie and I, we met through our Taekwondo school. Where mm-hmm. Ronnie's currently running one, I I taught there for years, and then my career path changed, and we're, I still have strong ties to it. I'm there, you know, two three times a week. Ronnie's there all the time because <laughs> you know that's what he does. And I actually did a birthday party for Melanie's nephew and niece. So her and I met years ago and didn't even realize it. Ronnie and I went to see Kevin Hart at uh, where where did we go? Bethel Woods. Bethel Woods. 
Melanie was at the same show oh, wow. on the opposite end of the stadium. The universe always meant for her and I to yeah. get together, and I fully believe that. But we're at that point where we've been married together for two years after being together for about four. We're about to go on our honeymoon. We're at, we're at that stage where things are getting very real. And, you know, we're talking about the things like the finances, the this, yeah. like, what are we going to do next? What are our plans? Kids, cats, dogs, et cetera, whatever it is. So I, I like that Rob brings it up that it is a choice. You you get past that hole. You wake up every morning. And you're ah, like, but- ah, butterflies and, and flowers blooming. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I, I, I fully believe, even though I have very little experience with marriage, you know, it's only been two years. We, you know, we're, we're a COVID bride and groom. And yeah. unfortunately, we had to, when we were supposed to get married, COVID hit. We had a, a ceremony, courtesy of Ronnie over here, and that's a whole other <laughs> podcast episode. But and then we had our reception a year later, and we we are very fortunate that during that time we were we were tested, we were challenged yeah. with a lot of things that, especially the older generation, just didn't understand. Like for Rob, Rob got married at twenty three, ish, right? No, you're right. I, I got it. So twenty three, <laughs> and that was the norm. No, to a point. Like no. it used to be like <laughs> in like. 1920. <laughs> I, I would even argue my, my stepdad got married to his first wife at like t- at 19 or 20. Like and that's why it's his first wife. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But there, there it, it's funny how marriage has gotten progressively later yes. and later. Yeah. And I think people realize that you don't know who you are in your 20s. And not in the slightest. And and Rob and Lauren have a great relationship in that they both realize that. And it's the couples that don't realize that you're you don't know who you are. Your twenties are a time of self discovery. Your teenage years are are the years of you fighting against everyone, including yourself. Mm-hmm. It's fighting the system. It's fighting your parents. It's fighting who, how you feel versus how people feel. And in your twenties, you're like, well, I'm going to try the things that I want to try, and then find out what I like. And it's not until your late twenties that you really kind of start to realize these are the things I like, these are the things that I don't like. I have to say, I think actually the twenties were my least favorite time of life, which is not the current conception now. No. Nowadays, no. your twenties are like the no, time. I wouldn't relive my twenties. I, I did. I, I, it, it's too much. Too much like trying to figure out everything and who mm-hmm. you are and, mm-hmm. and value systems, and, and they're constantly changing because you. You know, I know for me, you know, I, we the two of us came out of college and we were like, we're going to change the world. Ooh, and then we yeah. we met the world and we're like, oh, God, the world sucks. <laughs> uh, and and you, you start to temper your expectations and, and it's it's a crushing time. Yeah, there's nothing worse than realizing how small you are in this world. But for me, there's nothing better than having that same person next to me that that's like, hey, I realize it too, but let's kick it in the ass. Yeah. Let's let's do the best we can. And I'm very fortunate. I married my best friends, and I tell Melanie that almost every day. Not you, Ronnie. I was, I was confused for a Ronnie's second. Ronnie's like, we're not married. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I'm, I'm very lucky. And it's it's evident, you know, when, when I did Ronnie's best man speech, and I killed it because his brother sucked. And also, <laughs> so, like, one of the things that I mentioned was that it's very important that your your significant other being friends with your friends. Mm-hmm. Melanie, my my wife, producer Melanie, is friends with my friends. Like, yes. she'll text Ronnie or text Sean or uh, text Rob and be like, hey, like yeah. this, this, or, or Snapchat or whatever. And I never have to, like, second guess it. It's not like, well, why are you texting Ronnie? Why are you I'm not texting me? Gorgeous. Because you are gorgeous, you <laughs> crazy son of a bitch. But 
I don't know why you're a 1920s gangster, too, <laughs> Paul. Yeah, see? Yeah, see, we're going to the speakeasy after this. But, um, you know, that I think that's an important part of marriage that people don't realize is that your significant other, there, there's nothing wrong with them being not only your best friend, but friends with your friends. So yes. how long have you been married, Ronnie? So seven <laughs> minutes. That is not true. It's been just over a month. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so I am... Fresh meat, new to the game, you know, and, and... Oh, and we should say for our listeners who don't know us that well, for all three of us, this is our first and hopefully only marriage. Yes. Like, yes. yes, correct. I, I, I want to say that, you know, yes. n- none of us are, we're like, you know, oh, I was married to someone else and then, yes. I, and, no, this is all the, of our first, first wife. Yeah. Now, having said that, there is nothing wrong with... With getting divorced, no, if things no. are not right. I, I just say that for perspective of our. Oh, listeners. absolutely, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Rob, you talked about, you know, you guys were in college when you know you and Lauren first met and started dating. So, it's funny. So, me and Jacqueline have known each other for sixteen years. Mm-hmm. So we used to train together in Taekwondo. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did, and that's how we met. Like I said, you know, 16-ish years ago. And back then, we kind of sort of had a thing. We both liked each other. You know, things have ha- things happened back then. I, rem- I in- remember. In- I remember. Quote, unquote, Pat, innocent you- kind of things, you know, Pat, back then. You passed her a note yeah. in the dojon that says, do you like me? Check I yes. I like check you. No. Check yes. Yes. Should I put my shoes on? A <laughs> no. L- little bit more than that. But so, you know, years passed where we didn't talk anything like we lost connection she moved and everything and then she ended up working with my brother and that's how we kind of reconnected about three years ago or so and ever since we kind of came back into each other's lives it was just like this spark like it just like this is it you know and you know we dated for some time and got engaged and let's see that was august of last year so that's what trying to do math now for about, five, eight, about seven months yeah, later we were married. Months, yeah. seven eight months later we we got married and it, it was one of those things where i kind of walked into a different situation than both of you because she yeah. had a kid from a, a previous relationship and everything so you know it was one of those where i kind of walked into it and not only did i have to step into the husband role but i'm also i also stepped into the stepdad role mm. as well and everything and i'm sure we will have a, another podcast where we talk about being fathers and, yes. and potential fathers not that anyone's mm-hmm. pregnant no. no one is we've we've already established yes. that before or unless but, but something actually, has happened you know, in the last 20 minutes speaking of, <laughs> speaking of what you were just talking about yeah. what paul alluded to earlier about you know, your significant other being friends with your friends and everything, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. So Melanie and Jacqueline have never met before I started dating Jacqueline, right? Mm-hmm. And Melanie was actually one of Jacqueline's bridesmaids because they got so close, oh, that's cool. you know, in a, in the matter of a year because... You know, me and Paul were living together, so it was like, you know, they would see each other, they'd hang out all Almost the time. Almost by necessity, and, and then it just became chemistry. It, exactly. Yeah. And it, it's funny, you know, you talking about being pregnant, it, it, Melanie and Jacqueline have had that conversation, ha, have had that okay. conversation of, we should get 
pregnant at the same time. Our kids born around the same time. I they like how up. they plan that. Yeah, right. Like, like we're not <laughs> included, <laughs> but you know, like so our kids well, they, can grow planning. up and be friends together, like me and you know Paul and I have been. You know, for even the past, though you and I hated each other yes. when we first met. Yeah, but you know, so it's it, it's one of those things where it's nice that your friends get along with your significant other, and your significant other gets along with your friends as well. And everything because yeah. if that doesn't happen, then it, it's kind of like, well, what do I do? I really love my significant other. I really love my friends. And now you're torn between, well, who do I choose between? But it, the fact that you know you didn't have, I don't have to, and, I, and you know Paul said to make that decision, and everyone just loves each other is just a beautiful thing. So, Rob, you, you've you've been married the longest out of all of right. us. We we do respect your as much as we love to tease each other and, <laughs> yes. and bust each other's balls. We do res- like you and Lauren have such a great relationship. Now, Ronnie just mentioned the the challenge of introducing a significant other to a friends group and stuff like that. Right. Have you ever had that issue where your significant other and your friends or even your family clashed? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lauren is is very much tied to her family she loves her family Mm -hmm. she spends time with them as much as possible her her mother is still alive and she sees her i'm sure she'll be seeing her tomorrow she goes to see her as much as possible and she truly enjoys it like her mother is her friend my family she has clashes with a, a lot of them are because my parents were are not college educated they were are very lower working class and as a result, they also have like a 1950s mentality of the roles of men and women. And you know Lauren. Lauren is not going to stand no. for being... Lauren's a woman of 2035. Yeah, she is extraordinarily progressive. So she does not stand for that. And so there is clashes there. And sometimes and it, it, we, you just do the best to make it work. Sometimes it's, you know, there there are issues that come up. But that's the thing. Sorry to cut you off. No, but, you, but the clashes are needed. You, yeah, you know, like like not constant clashes, but you, you need to have the clashes because if everyone was to get along and like the same things, have the same mentality, right? You know how boring life would be. Yeah, and and to be honest, if there aren't clashes, I, I'm, I'm let me rephrase that. If there aren't times where you have disagreements then someone is bottling it. Yes. Mm. And eventually it's going to explode and not in a good, in, in a way that usually ends in like, you know, unhealthy pa- paperwork and, yeah. being developed or abuse. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. absolutely. So yeah, there, there've been, you know, and as we get older, we get more and more homebody ish. And I think you guys, 10 said, trillion percent. Yeah. We're sitting in my house on a Friday night. It's 10 there, 10 o'clock in the, in at night. Right. And we're yeah. like, this if, is, if this is a way better. What? If this was 10 years ago and it wasn't for this, we would be out right now. We'd be drunk by now. Or we'd be drunk. Maybe not be out or get on our way to being we'd out, be ready but to we get, definitely would have been pre-gamed up already. Yeah. We, we, you know, we went out and saw the Batman and, and <laughs> <laughs> Lauren was falling Lauren was so miserable yeah. because it was so past her bedtime. You know, we... For us, they were making fun of me at school the other day because I, I said, you know, you, you all send me text messages at 8.30. And they're like, why is that late? I'm like, yeah, kind of. I'm in bed already. <laughs> My boss sent me a text message at 9.30 last night. And I saw it at 4.10 this morning. And I was like, oh, well, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so, like, we, I, I find that as we get older, 
you tend, and, and this is typical of relationships and, and of any, anyone in general, you tend to have fewer friends the older you get. Mm. That mm-hmm. you just, you tend to be more homebody. You know, yeah. you know I, I'm very centered with my, my wife and my son. But, you know, like today, my son had all of his friends over. And so, you know, that was nice that we just got to see him and see all of them and everything. But it's, the, the desire to go out and to do things and have friends is has it wanes over the years. Yeah, you know it's funny you say that because one of the reasons that not only we so for those of you guys who don't know we took a big hiatus from podcasting for for Ronnie and I especially Ronnie and I started you know basically what became the Misfit Faction we we started with the Multiverse Fancast and then we slowly introduced you know Rob jumped in for the occasional episode Sean jumped in every once every like once every once in a blue moon every eight months and yeah. then. I remember the feeling of I had just moved out because Ronnie and I lived together with our friend Sean, and we we thought, all right, we're going to podcast every month. (laughs) And then, so funny. Well, the three of us, you, uh, me, Ronnie, and Rob had a we did a Crisis on Infinite Earths episode, and the the audio didn't take, and it was so discouraging, and it was so upsetting, and we just we just never got back to it afterwards. But once once COVID hit and suddenly we were like, man, I, I miss my friends. I miss socializing. Yeah. We that was when I I remember calling you guys and being like, hey, I called you from the the parking lot of Daryl's house around the corner. For those of you guys who don't know, <laughs> Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates. Hall Notes, yeah. baby. But I remember you know I called Rob. I texted Ronnie. I was like, hey, I I want to restart this yeah. because podcasting is an excuse for my friends and I to get together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's why. If a weekend goes by that we're not podcasting, I, f- I feel like there's yeah. something missing. Yeah. But, I'm good. I'm glad, no, and, I'm glad to hear that. I, and, I feel that way too. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, like that's why it's so important that Melanie's super supportive. And I know Jackie's supportive. And I know Lauren's like, take him. <laughs> <laughs> she said those words to she, me. She's in bed on a Friday night, I'd say easily by 7, 38 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, she's, so right now, she's, a, she's definitely asleep. She's definitely yeah. asleep. Oh, yeah. oh, Jacqueline too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Me- yeah. Melanie probably too. I mean, even I have a, an early work day tomorrow, but I was like, whatever, man. Yeah. I want to like this is what we want to do. We're but men. <laughs> so, Rob, I believe you had a couple of of talking points that you wanted to bring up. So we're gonna do that right now. So what I was thinking about was how, and, and I th- I'm curious as to see where each of us come from from this. Mm-hmm. So there was a book that was written back in 1992 by Gary Chapman, and I, I believe he used to be married to Amy Grant, too. Gary Chapman wrote this book. It's called The Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. And his... Oh? All right, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you familiar um, with this? I hate The Five Love Languages. Okay, so I, I figure it's something that's brought up a lot in, like... The, the six hours mm-hmm. that you usually have to talk with the pastor or yes. whatever beforehand. I, I'm guessing you, you heard about it. Yeah. So, so I'm going to yeah. say why I hate the five love languages really quick. I, I respect it. I, mm-hmm. I like the concept. I like, I like that my partner knows what my love language is. I feel that a lot of people uses it, use it as an excuse for not doing what they're supposed to okay. do. So here's an example. Let's say my love – so I think the love languages are like physical touch, yes. gifts, are, uh, affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical mm-hmm. touch. Very good. Thank you. So I, Melanie and I did this. Like I know hers. She knows mine. But let's say I am – my love language is physical touch. I mm-hmm. like to be touched. I like to be loved. I like to be this. But my partner, whoever they are, theirs is words of affirmation. 
that I've seen, and I've seen couples yeah. and, and couples come to mind as I'm saying this, where, well, yours is physical touch. Mine's the words of affirmation. So I don't want to touch you because it's not mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they use it almost as an excuse and they're like, well, mine is this. So the point of love languages is to learn how your partner interprets love and to try to reciprocate that yes. and teach them yours so yes. they can show it to you. It's not, well, this is mine. This is yours. I don't like yours. Right, no. So th that's why I hate Oh, okay. I don't hate the book. I don't hate the concept. I hate how people use it. How, how mm -hmm. They misuse it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Misuse right. it. That's a better phrasing. So my question is to each of you, and, and I'll answer it too, and I don't even know how I'm going to answer it, is how do you tell your wife that you love her? Easy. So, so in multiple ways. Yeah. So, I know for her because we just went when we talked to our officiant for our wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, he he asked us if we knew about the five uh, love language. Thank you. Yeah. I blanked on that <laughs> for a second, and you know, we we answer them like what we think. And what's funny is the fact that we're we're very similar so mm. we so we're we're very lucky that we have a similar love language yeah. so it kind of works out so you know for for us it's i'm more so quality time than she is but she does do the quality time for her a lot of it is just physical touch and words of affirmation mm. right so i knowing that i i know you know when when i come home from work and you know she's you know, cooking dinner for us or whatever yeah. it is, just because she gets home a little bit earlier. That's the only reason why, right? You know, I I walk in the door. Hey, how are you? How was your day? Kiss, hug, all that, right? I'll even call her actually when I leave work and be like, hey, on my way home from work, Yeah, you know, and everything. And we have a quick conversation and everything. So I, I know that she likes to hold hands and everything. She likes to cuddle while we're laying in bed. You know, and I'm not, now that the weather's getting warmer, I'm not a big cuddler because yeah. I get it's hot. hot. It's hot. I get hot so quick yeah. and everything. But, you know, I'll sit there. I'll cuddle her for, I'll cuddle her for a little bit. <laughs> we cuddle, cuddle her. her. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I'll be like, I'll be like, all right. And I'm like, I'll roll over. Right. And she'll be like, what, what she do you do? But we're cuddling. She didn't get her meat filled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so, so it's, it, it, you know, there, there's all those things where. You know, I'll do nice things or like I'll just text her like, hey, love you. Just out of the blue yeah. and everything like that. You know, so just those little things that I know she, I guess, needs, okay. I guess, in a, in a, in a way. I guess Not you could say need just how she well, interprets well, yeah, love. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like the fact that I know that I, I'm more aware and conscious about how I show my love to her even if it's not really what I need, like I don't need the words of affirmation because yeah. growing up, I was never really told from you know my parents like oh love you good you know right. they would say good get job a, everyone get a job you know like things like that so like to me you saying that you love me I'm like that's meaningless to you like like I'm like yeah I love you too like, shake like, hands great job yeah you you know yeah. like like it, it to me it doesn't really mean anything because. The, the relationship I've had with my biological mother, she says, you know, oh, I love you and all this kind of stuff. But then it's like, I don't talk to you for years. Oh. You know, so like to me, it's like because of that, like I love you doesn't really Those mean words anything to me. Those words have become meaningless. 
for me, like there, there are certain things that no matter what I always do for my wife. So even if we fight, even if like we, we, and we've had some knockdown drag out brawls, like, you know, it happens, you know, you, once you get past that, that first year, that honeymoon stage and like real life starts to hit you, like you, you have, you have disagreements, you have arguments and no matter what, no matter how, and this is, if you guys know me personally, you know what my job is and you know, there's a certain amount of risk that it's involved with my job. Every morning, no matter what happens the night before, I always kiss my wife while she's sleeping, and I, you know, I tell her I love her, and I tell her to have while a great day. While she's sleeping, she. Well, I wake up super early. Oh, I see. Okay. So I wake up around four o'clock in the morning every day, and then I leave the house no later than about six thirty, and she'll still be sleeping because she she works a lot later than I do. And I'll, no matter what, I'll always kiss her goodbye, and I'll always okay. tell her I love her, and I always tell her, you know, have a great day. You're, you, you know, you mean the world to me. Whatever it is. And I'll always text her about an hour later once I'm into work, and I'm like, "Hey, this, you know, I'm I'm here, I'm safe, I love you, have a great day, thinking of you." And we'll text throughout the day. So for me, telling my wife I love her is telling her I love her, and it's you know, it's for me, our love language. It's weird. Is sending each other memes and and <laughs> just things on Instagram like. Uh, she'll send me 42 things on Instagram before she even answers my text message because that <laughs> that's how we communicate. And yeah. it's just, it's a way of us showing, Hey, thinking about you mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, her and I are best friends and mm-hmm. it, it, that's our love language is, is memes, I guess. <laughs> but I like to shower her with things like every once in a while. Hey, here are flowers. Why? Because yeah, like, that, why not? Yeah. That's the best time to give them. Because I hate the thing I hate about gifts is when you give them when you did something wrong. There's a there's a big misconception yeah. about flowers are done on <laughs> special occasions or when you done messed up, a. Yeah. a. Ron. For me, it's um, hey, I got you flowers. Why? Because yeah, mostly because they're on sale. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's the day after Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Rob? I think for me, it's it's a couple different things, and and I have to say, like in, in hearing the two of you, I've got so many ideas and so many. Th- so many things to say, but like, I, there's no way I can get it all out. So I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, Talent, letting her know that I'm that. Okay, this is a, some something that I, I've learned recently. I'd say maybe in the past like three or four months. Going to both our bachelor parties is key. Sometimes I tend to get stuck in where get all in in where I am and what I'm doing and I forget about everything else that's going on around me. And so just that that texting something during the day or or like sending her a meme or something mm-hmm. or a picture just letting her know that I'm still thinking about her mm-hmm. is is a big way that I can do that. I'd say knowing when she, see if you know her you know that she is a fiercely independent very strong woman who doesn't yes. want to admit that she needs help. So the way I can show love to her is I can see when she's not doing well and Mm. just to give her the support and carry her through that time. Like I I will tell you, like today she she had she broke down in tears at work with her to her principal. Like they're 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 friends. But, you know, she she had Mm -hmm. you know, she was very sad and, and broke down to her. And then she came home and she was telling me about it on the when we were on our walk with the dogs. And she started to cry. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, wow, okay, this is, you know, usually for most people, tears is is like a a red flag right away. But for here, for us, it's something deeper. It's like, wow, she can't do this on her own. And it's so bad that it's starting to come out in this way. So she needs someone to just 
meet her needs where she's at and try and support her as much as possible because she can't do it for herself. So that that's a, a big thing. I, I think that's probably the biggest love, the way I can show love in, in our household is seeing, figuring out and spotting a need and then filling it, but not, and this, okay, this is something that I will pass along to my younger married people. Doing things around the house is not doing something for your wife. That oh Paul's nodding in agreement. You've had this conversation before. So the household is a is a, is a joint responsibility. Yes. It is a very old school mm-hmm. mentality that one person should be doing anything. Right. But is there something to be said about like here's an example. Melanie, when I came home today, Melanie was finishing lunch and she had like a bowl of whatever food and she, you know, she left it wherever she did. And I just grabbed it on it and I put it in the, in the sink that, and I just did yeah. it. That's a love language. That is doing things like cleaning and right. whatever that that's, that's not, that's like, a joint family yeah. responsibility. <laughs> like, like how would, how would she react if when she came home, you said, honey, I vacuumed while you were out. She would go, I vacuumed 42 times. <laughs> but also, yes. like, and, and I, the thing I, I respect most about what you're saying, Rob, is for me, I learned mm-hmm. the hard way how to support my wife. Mm-hmm. Melanie is the kind of person that when something's going, when something's going on with her, she, same way as Lauren. She's the yeah. exact same as Lauren where she has to deal with it her way mm-hmm. in her own terms on her own perspective. I sensed that because right before the show, we were all helping her hang a lamp from the ceiling. Which I specifically said, do you want to wait for the guys and, to get and here? I said to her at one point, because she, she looked like she was struggling to hold it up there. And I said, do you want us to help? Because you don't ever, don't ever say this. Do you need help? Yeah. Don't ever say that. Because then that's indicating what? You think I can't do yeah. this? But if you say, would you like help? That's different. So I said to her, would you like help? And she said... Yes, I would, but I will never ask for it. <laughs> and it's the truth. And but for me, like one of the hardest things I ever learned with my wife, who who I love to death, when she's upset or when something's going on, she needs to she shuts down mm. because she needs to process it, which mm. is fine. But as an insecure person, that's that's me. me. And for those of you guys who like know me, you're like you insecure. You're like the most loud, obnoxious, confident person next to Ronnie. <laughs> like for me, it's when somebody's like quiet or reserved or, or I think I did something wrong yeah. and mm-hmm. I, and I constantly go out of my way. Oh, what did I do? Like, did do I, can I help? Can I, what do I do? And it took me a long time to realize that like what Rob was saying is you need to be the support that they need. Yeah. And that's, that's speaking their love language. Mm-hmm. So I think you have some more questions, right, Rob? I do. I, I most of them are, are about love because I'm, I'm feeling this out as we're going yeah, along yeah, yeah. here. Especially because we only have about 10 minutes left. Yeah, I figured. So, how how does how do you expect your spouse to show you love and and all right actually i got a better question when you don't get the love that you need how do you express that to them ronnie you're up first <laughs> i'm up first <laughs> well yeah. you are you are at that point in your mm-hmm. in your marriage just starting but like with not a yeah. short term relationship by any stretch but no. Your, uh, communication yeah. is one of the most important things that you're going to have to learn, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm still learning it. Rob's obviously at a point where he knows oh, it better. No, I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say he's an expert at it. But Every time it. I think I know what I'm doing, I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so wrong. Vastly overstated in that. But one maybe, of the most maybe imp- me and Jacqueline are just perfect. No, I'm just kidding. That must I'm, be. No, it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So 
for me, yeah, my love language is quality time. Okay, so right? when you don't get that quality so, time, so for, for instance, like if we are in bed or something like that, right? Oh, right? it's getting spicy. <laughs> no, but so so again, I get home kind of late, and we'll have we'll we'll eat dinner together for the most part, unless she's hangry then she'll eat without me but you know so like at that time like you know we'll sit we'll watch tv or we'll just talk about our day depending you know on things and everything and and then we go out to bed we'll lay in bed we'll watch tv and you know like she'll be on her phone right which again you know i've done before and everything but for me quality time like we're supposed to be together let's forget about the outside world right so if she's like on her phone while you know, like, you know, we kind of want that quality time of being together. We like, what do you want on your phone again? Right? Like, th- things like that where it's like, you, you know, this is, this is our time, not, you know, your time to be, you know, like, on your phone. So or you whatever. will like, say that to her? Yes. I, so I how, do you, how do you say that without starting a fight? Just like that because he's... D- literally he's, just like that. Literally just like literally that. Literally just like that. And she'll be like, yeah, I, I'm just doing this or I'm just doing that or whatever, you know, like things like that. Like you know, the other, so we, we have, we have a routine together where usually on Fridays, not this Friday, cause I had something to do for work, but on Fridays we go and to a coffee shop near mm-hmm. us and we'll, we'll do work, but we'll be together, mm-hmm. right? Like she'll do work for her personal training business. I'll be doing work, whether it's, you know, podcast related kind of stuff, you know, with the website or the store and everything, or I'll be, you know, doing work for my actual, you know, career and everything. And, you know, just even that, like, I know we're, we're, you know, we're doing work, but we're spending time together, you know, so we make sure that, you know, we find time to have that quality time. And if something comes up where we can't do our you know, morning coffee shop or, you know, kind of thing or whatever in a week, you know, like, like it gets me and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, so we're going next week. Right. You know, like, 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 so it's, right. it's just, Hey, you know, she knows it's quality time for me is like my big love language. So she knows like when I'm asking for it, she knows, all right, I'll put the phone away. I'll do this. I'll do that. You know, to, to, you right. know, love you. So I, I, I I'm going to ask you this question. Because I already know your answer, so I don't have to ask you this question, Paul. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten to the point where just being in the same room with one another is spending is no longer spending quality time with one another? So Mel and I have a unique situation in that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we only have about an hour of of time with each okay. other, and it's because of you know her work schedule, my work schedule on on Mondays, I work till about eight thirty nine o'clock. Tuesday, Wednesdays, she's working till about seven thirty. So there there is a point where we're in the same room together, but we also respect that she's maybe doing one thing while I'm doing the other. Just being in the same room yeah. for us is still spending that quality time. It's you know even if she she's a big World of Work fan. So she might be playing World of Warcraft while I watch, you know, one of my shows that she doesn't watch, like Young Justice or whatever. So on those days, we'll we'll maybe watch an episode or something together. And then I'm like, well, I I have to go to bed. I have to get up. So for us, it's about finding – there's one – at least one night. Thursday nights are date night for the most part unless something happens like like last like last night we're recording on a friday just so you guys know it gets released on wednesdays we know but uh, last night i had to work 
So I was like, hey, I can't do date night. Right. So let's. So we went out to dinner, you know, before you and the three of us started recording. So I, I do think that there is a there's a point where we're in the room together and we're doing our own thing. But I'll never say that it's not. I, I always tell her, I'm like, it's still time that we're together, but we also respect that we're doing other things. I have found, and the reason I ask this because it sounds. It, I have found in marriage that in the beginning, just being in proximity is spending time together. But right. at some point, that stops. Like, like we realized at some point that just sitting and watching TV with each other isn't necessarily quality time. Mm-hmm. You're with each other, but that doesn't mean you're engaging with one another. Right. So, like, we, that's why it's great for us. You know, we have the two dogs. So, we will go on walks. And during that time, we get to talk, we, we decompress, we, you know, we try not to talk about our days too much. But that's, that's time we actually get to, to be with one another. And we'll, we'll schedule things throughout the week where we can be with one another. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm wondering if that's, you know, if that's the progression of our relationship or if it's the progression of most relationships. I think yeah. it's most relationships. Yeah. Like, we all get into routines and we all get in. That's that's why it's very important for Mel and I to have at least one date night where it's no podcast, no work, no like yeah. we, we talk yeah. about like what happened at work and but for us we lo- Mel and I love talking about goal setting. We are constantly talking really? about I didn't we know that. we love talking about all right, here are things that we want to do. Especially when we're on vacation, Mel and I, like we are constantly talking about all right, so you're doing Beverly Files assemble. What do you want to do? Book clubs, stickers, shirts, whatever. For me, it's like I want to book this many interviews. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. sit down with the guys and do, you know, T-shirts and this and topics and this. So for us, it's a lot more because it's it's easy to talk about your day. And I'm not downplaying anybody who just, you know, who talks about their day. I think it's an important part of any relationship. Like, you know, half the fun things that we talk about are like, especially like, you know, me and Rob or me and Ronnie, we talk about like the weird interactions we have with yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that's what we talk about, and it's, it's always fun. But I think for me and Mel especially, it's very important that even though we spend time together, you know, watching an episode of Supernatural or what, or doing this, there is at least one night during the week where it's, hey, this is you and me time. So how do you express to her when you are not getting your needs fulfilled? How do you express it in a way? I've learned to just say it to her. Okay. Because there was a point where I didn't and I held it in. And it's, it's what you mentioned. It's bottling it yeah. up. Yeah. And it would either lead to an explosive argument or yeah. it would lead to me help coping in unhealthy mechanisms. And that that's a whole other podcast episode. But yeah. there have been plenty of times where I've I've coped in ways that aren't good for me. Mm-hmm. Whether it's it's binge eating or, you know, overworking out, like just just to feel that I'm getting that accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I my wife and I made it to a point where I would tell her, hey, I'm feeling this because I'm not getting this. That's good. That our relationship took a total 180, and it was like a, a brand new avenue, and we're both getting better at it, which is— Well, that's the key to marriage is that you you are— con- you're never yeah. going to have it down. It's it's no, about it's, constant yeah. improvement. Yeah, and, and, and open communications and everything, and a big thing that— I think, and I'm sure you two gentlemen will agree with, is also knowing how your significant other deals with problems and challenges. Oh, absolutely. You know, like when they're upset and how they react and what they need done, right? A lot of people, 
like myself is when I'm feeling upset, I need to walk away. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, get in the right mindset and then I'll have a conversation with you. Some people just want to have that conversation right away. Some people don't even want to have the conversation, just bottle it up and, and everything. shut down completely. And shut down and everything. So you also have to kind of know, you know, the way your significant other responds yeah. to situations like that where it's like, all right, I know this, you know, my significant other needs to walk away, take five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it is, and then we'll have a conversation. So I, I, I'm going to ask you a follow-up, but first I want to answer my the follow-up. Yeah. The original and, question. <laughs> well, well, first I want to answer the follow-up, which will lead me to the original question. So my follow-up to you is, in what way do you n- express a need not being met in a bad way that you're learning to alter as you get older and develop? So I, and that's, that's, I'll start with that. So, you know, thankfully, see, I think I've always had a, had a problem, like what you were, Paul was saying a little bit, expressing what my needs are. I think I've always been a little insecure and and, and a little nervous about it because I, I, I felt like it would either get dismissed or, or turned around or, or, or rejected or something like that. So I, I, I didn't learn to express it as well and, and that was my my poor practice that I put into place and that I would just sort of like I would get introspective I would get you know down and depressed and get kind of whiny and everything and now I've I've learned a little bit to just say hey I want to do this and she'll know oh he must be feeling a need so I'm going to just go along with this with him so like I don't know if I, I ever truly figured it out on how to express it, but she learned how to be intuitive with me with that. When I do ask for something, she knows it's coming from a place of need. So my follow-up then to you is, what way do you express that you need something in not the right way that you're learning to overcome? I'll go first because this is a struggle that I've been dealing with. I get I, I seek outside validation. So Ronnie and I grew up in, in, in a, an environment, you know, the Taekwondo environment, the martial arts environment, which put a lot of emphasis on physicality and not, not, not necessarily in a bad way, but you got recognition for being physically better, right? Our, our martial arts instructor, Grandmaster Paul Malala, who is a mentor to both of us, he is arguably in peak physical condition. He is, you know, he's... He's swole AF, as the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> and like that that's part of, you know, our training. And it was very hard growing up being a kid with with asthma and a little bit on the heavier side and seeking validation and just not ever being the star athlete, the star student. But when I started like really taking control of my physicality and my my physical body, I got a lot of positive attention. Mm-hmm. And for me, when my needs aren't getting met, I seek it outside just that validation. Like, oh, you look so good. Oh, you're you know you're 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 looking really whatever. So for me, it is it is a very unhealthy and also eating. Eating is a terrible coping mechanism that I have because I'm a little fat boy at heart. And I'll be the first to admit it. And it's only in my more recent years with my wife's support uh, that I finally found the balance of enjoying life, but also not depriving myself. And and Ronnie Ronnie will attest to this. Like he remembers when mm-hmm. he and I first started working out, I was doing like 
five shakes a day and barely eating. Yeah. Like there was a point where I was borderline anorexic and mm. I it was a terrible time for my life. And it's only in more recent years that I finally – and with a lot of support. you know. Again, a whole other podcast episode, the, the amount of support that I got, not just from my wife but from outside sources. But I fully believe that realizing what your shortcomings are and yeah. where you're feeding unhealthy mechanisms is, is an important part of, of not only growing mm. as a person but also growing as a partner. Because at the end of the day, I want my wife to be happy. I want me to be happy. Yeah. So you know, it's important. Ronald, perfect. <laughs> Basically, no, no. I, I think my what, what I what I do is which which I don't do anymore is I drink a lot, or I should say I used to. Yeah. Right. So, oh, but yeah, but even you and I both yeah. like. So e- even before Jacqueline, it was I, I wasn't feeling good. All right, let me crack open a beer. Let me eat mm-hmm. all this food. Right. Let, I'm just gonna. I don't give a shit. Basically, yeah. you know, but. With Jacqueline, her being a personal trainer and everything, you know, uh, uh, eating better, not drinking nearly as much, nowhere near as much as I used to and everything, you know, so like that was one way that I did that I currently don't do. But for me, I like to deflect, especially with humor. <laughs> no, I'm fucking good at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> high five for humor, Bose. Oh, high, yeah. High five for uncensored. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I like to deflect. I like to sh- just shut down. How do you deflect? So if we're arguing yeah. about something, I'll, I'll do one of two things. I will just agree and be like, yep, no, okay. And just that's it. Okay. We're, uh, you know. Um, so kind of shutting down. So so sh- sh- shutting down by um, agreeing. Yeah. yeah, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, m- not necessarily with Jacqueline, but just in general, when you know confrontation happens, mm-hmm. you know, I I will deflect and I'll, I'll just you know I'll just be like you know they'll say something about me and I'll be like but what about you? Mm-hmm. You know, like like no no it's not just me it it's you too like it's like no let's stop talking about me let's talk about what you're doing you know which you do need you need to have that communication but what i would do and which i'm working on is not saying what about you being more understanding of what the person is saying you know receiving that information taking it to heart but then also being like, well, let me speak my piece now. Yeah. You know, you know, is the key is we can't be afraid to speak our piece and be afraid to hurt our significant other's feelings at that moment. Obviously, we we don't want to hurt their feelings or make them upset, you know, or anything. But you know, if if you're feeling some type of way, you can't keep that inside of you. It's not healthy mm-hmm. because you. You know, it comes back to bottling yeah. things up. Mm. If you're not communicating the way you should be communicating, eventually you're going to explode. The yeah. pops, the the top's going to pop off, and it's not going to be pretty. I, I on on building on that. My parents. I used to actually brag to my friends that my parents never don't fight. They never fight. They always get along. And what I I eventually found out is that they were bottling it, and they were not fighting in front of me. Right. That Which, that's the that's the key thing is yeah. when, when you have kids is you don't fight in front of the kids. You you it, it, it at in a little bit. Okay. You don't want to 
it, it's good to see for your kids to see, yes, they're human. It's not a perfect relationship because yeah. there's no such thing as perfect, you know? So, but to have fights consistently in front no, of your of kids is, is something you don't want to do. It is important, though, I think, because as a result of my parents never fighting in front of me, I never learned how couples resolve conflict. Mm-hmm. Right. I never saw what happens when one or two people in a relationship are angry. How do they resolve that? And so I had to like learn how to do that because I, I never yeah. knew. I, I just I in fact whenever we fought, I thought there was something wrong with us because my parents never yeah. fought. But it just turned out that they were doing it not in front of us, or they were just you know my mother was bottling oh, it or something. I'm going like to use my kid as the tiebreaker. Like okay. when mom and dad fight, all right, you're up, Junior. Yeah. yeah, right. But like we we do fight in front of our son. Like obviously, it's not like it doesn't get ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah. I mean, there are some times where you know Lauren or Lauren will go. Lauren has a temper, and yeah, she does. <laughs> and oh. I mean that. I mean that totally respectfully. Oh no, yeah. I didn't take it disrespectfully. Don't worry. In oh, case there's one episode yeah. of our show she listens to. <laughs> She she does have a temper, and sometimes she gets. It's genetic. Everyone in her family has that same temper, and it flares out sometimes. And after a fight, if it's in front of Timmy, she will say, "I I I said things I shouldn't have said, and mm-hmm. I'm really sorry." Like like there's there's value to that. I'm saying I made a mistake, yes. and I you know in front of them. So they so children know understand you know how do you resolve when you have gone too far? Because yeah. let's face it, they are our kids are going to oh, go yes. too far at, at points. Yeah, they, and I think it's important for kids to know that people go too far mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, but it's also we're adults because we realize it. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. nowadays, there is a big discussion about kids and. And social boundaries and discipline and and that's a whole other and yeah. you know Rob's a teacher, you know so he he sees it you know Ronnie works with kids I work with kids so I I think it's a very healthy attitude that yeah you can have disagreements in front of your kids yeah. but like if and I'm sure and and I'm sure Rob will attest to this there is a point where it's like we're done doing this in front of our son yeah so I didn't mean to cut you off no, but no, I just no. got super excited no. so so it sounds like from the way we are. We didn't de- don't deal with this in healthy ways. Is is I get mopey and introspective and whiny and depressive. You seek Paul seeks outside validation, and Ronnie either deflects or he used to go to substance. Yes. Um. And and, and those are all three things that I'm sure the three of us probably still struggle on some levels with all of those mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and we probably always will, and that's okay. But the uh, the knowledge that we do struggle with that and we are working to overcome that i think says something about yes. you know our desire to have a, a good and healthy marriage mm-hmm. for all three of us so that's pretty much going to bring us to the end of the episode and you know what we i know this was a little bit more of a serious topic i know a lot of times when we do interviews it, it's it's fun it's bubbly it's this and that but in all honesty mf uncensored is about talking about the things that people aren't talking about people that are you know you might be interested first and foremost guys if you are dealing with any of those issues, there's nothing wrong with seeking outside help. There's nothing wrong with with saying you need help, and whether it's expressing it to your significant other or finding you know somebody to help you outside. Nothing wrong with that. Like seriously, we're at it's 2022. Like there's a big push about mental health and about feeling good, like and not letting other people f- 
dictate how you feel. So thank you guys for listening to this. This is a lot of fun, a lot of interesting uh, topics, a lot of points, and a lot of insight. And if you guys enjoyed the episode and you want to hear more in this topic, just let us know. You can find us on our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can also find us on uh, Facebook, MF Uncensored. It's a Facebook page. You can also find our Facebook group, The Misfit Faction Media Network. It is a private group, but all you have to do is just request. And Ronnie will be like, hey, I'm at my coffee date, but except because he's doing work at, at coffee date. You can also find us on any social media. Basically, if you type in The Misfit Faction, you'll find us on Instagram, Twitter, which I do use, even though Ronnie mm. made fun of me in one of our podcasts. <laughs> YouTube, I think the only thing we don't have is like LinkedIn. So just type in Misfit Faction, you'll find us. But uh, I want to thank uh, Ronnie and Rob for staying a little extra yeah, late tonight. And uh, well, because normally we don't, we're done after the no, first episode. It definitely sounded like you said a little extra. A little extra? I love how he, he he's... He slurs when slurs. He, he gets very excited. When he gets very excited and, and he, yeah. he's on a roll, the words kind of blend. Not, not to mention, he's about five glasses of wine in. <laughs> not to mention, I do the editing, so nobody heard anything you guys just said. No, but uh, no, it's actually, in all honesty, it's because Paul usually does these parts by himself yeah. on MF Uncensored. So, if you guys want more of this type of episode, please let us know because interviews are fun, but also topics are good too. So, as always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. I'm Rob. And we will be back next time and not in a flash like on Multiverse (laughs) Fancast. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.